having the strangest dream. I was covered in blood. Monstrous, completely monstrous. Some kind of... It's ridiculous. Some kind of forest thing. Huh. Perhaps I was. Who's to say? Perhaps I still am. <laughs> In this dream, I was walking through the city. Through the city I was born and raised in, and spent my whole life in, and, against all my better knowledge and judgment and rational thought, couldn't help but feel was betraying me, somehow. But we'll get to that a little later. I was walking through the city, and I was in a lot of pain, physically, emotionally, but it didn't actually feel like pain, or perhaps it is the difference between pain and suffering, you see. I was in pain, but I was not suffering. I was sad and angry and lost, but not suffering because I was not quite so married to those big little feelings. I had gotten them out, and though it hurt me, maybe even scarred me permanently, injured me with hurts that will never leave me, it's... it's all right. That's the point. To feel it fully and keep walking. So what if others could see it? I wanted them to see it. It was kind of freeing, really. What a strange dream. Oh, but I remember something. Something that happened just as I was waking. Do you know that feeling where you're dreaming? deep in sleep, but you are slowly, gently being pulled out of it. Usually, if it is a nice dream, you want to stay, and I wanted to stay in this dream, despite being in the concrete, cold city, and despite being injured and soaked in blood. I wanted to stay. I wanted to stay. I was hurt, and I could see others too, hurt like me and not like me at all, but I saw it all in this dream, of course, and I sat down in the middle of a road. Time was so slow, so very slow in this dream, 
So though I moved slowly and sat safely and carefully, cars zoomed around me. But they looked just like flashes of color, of light. A symphony of car horns starting to sound like a drone, like a humming universe in and of itself, that sound. I clutched something in my hand. Something familiar. It was a deck of cards. Wrapped in a purple and black fabric with stars on it. It felt familiar. Oh yes. I've had it almost my whole life. I shuffled. And as I shuffled, I asked over and over and over, quietly, to the rhythm of the car horns. How do I heal? How do we heal? How can we heal? I drew a card. A card that I've seen so many times before. The Ace of Cups. And in the dream, as in reality, I knew what it meant, this card. Because this card keeps finding me no matter what. It always finds me. It means joy, creativity, fulfillment, compassion, love. Inspiration. Pure joy. How nice. How lovely. The sound of a song was waking me up. I knew it was a gentle sound I had placed there to help me wake up in a different world. It was gently pulling me from the dream into wakefulness. No, no, what is the Ace of Cups saying? What is it ever saying? It is what I want, but how can it teach me to heal? I said out loud, and the voice was mine, but the words seemed to come from somewhere else. I am this one cup. I have this one small vessel. And it can contain a vast ocean. An infinite ocean. And when I fill myself with that infinity, I am that infinity, too. I don't always understand. I heard myself say, only a little different. But sometimes, I understand. And that's all right, too. It is so easy to get caught up in the idea that we have to be so unique, so different, so special, so unlike everyone else. And then we rail against loneliness and isolation. The Ace of Cups is about abundance of spirit, of joy, of love. 
because the Ace of Cups has plenty of those things to share. Does that make sense? If you covet what is within it, you will not let it flow. You will not receive more into your cup. So, what does this have to do with healing? Well, I believe we heal through connection with ourselves, with one another, with the world, with that which does not separate those things from each other. And we connect through expression, through bravely sharing these things that feel so small and individual, but are actually so common and universal and beautifully human. And finally, we express ourselves through creation. This is my creation. This is my expression. This is my connection. This is my healing. But wait, what exactly am I? I don't really remember much before that dream. That bloody, deliriously blissful dream. That joyful, pain-without-suffering dream. What came before? I'm sure something must have happened, because in the dream I thought, Oh, this city. I know this city very well, but I left it behind. So, where am I? Oh, that's right. I harbored a little fantasy for many, many years, of somehow managing to eke together just enough to buy a little tiny house in the middle of nowhere. One of those lovely little things you see on the internet or on quaint little decorating shows. A tiny house, like a little box, with only a little kitchen, room for a couch, a quick little ladder to a bedroom that is only the size of a bed, maybe a moon roof, so that I can look up and see the stars as I go to sleep. It doesn't matter where this place is, as long as it is miles, miles, miles away from anyone. Completely lost. Maybe in the woods, or a field, or a lakeside, or in the mountains. Maybe I could have a garden. Store enough supplies once in a while. Not worry about electricity or fresh water or plumbing. All of that could be magically taken care of. In my tiny house, in the middle of nowhere. This little fantasy is one that I turned to often when what I thought was life closed in on me. When the city grew too loud and too frantic and cost too much when the pain that comes with allowing others to get close to you became too intense. I imagined being in a silent, still world, all of my own, with my tiny house. I think that's where I am now. 
Oh, thank goodness I'm not a bloody injured forest monster lost in a concrete jungle. I'm a deliberately misplaced city girl. With a computer and a microphone and glasses. And I can just lie in bed, looking up at the stars, and not even worry about how I got here, how I found this place, how I managed to get here. Because I don't remember, you see, I don't remember anything before that dream. I just remember the dream. And then this delightful little fantasy tiny house. Ah, well, maybe I'll just say goodnight. Did you hear that? It can't be someone at the door. It can't. Three knocks. It sounds so familiar. No one should be here. No one should be here in the middle of the night. No one should know that they can find me out here in my tiny house in the middle of the night. I cannot answer it. I should not and must not answer it. It cannot be good. It cannot be good. Who is it? Did I lock the door? I did. They cannot get in. I don't think. Thank goodness. No one is entering my tiny house. No one is finding me here. I am safe. I am safe. I am alone. I am alone. But the night is long. How slowly the sun took to rise that morning. But then how grateful I was to see the day. I very cautiously opened the door to my tiny house and I saw footprints. Not from shoes, but clearly five toes, a sole, a heel on each. Bare footprints in the mud, side by side. Someone waited for a long time here, at my door, last night. Horrible, frightful, dreadful. And how quickly the day flies when you are afraid of the night. The days are longer, but it doesn't matter, they go by so quickly. And the sun sets, and I lock the door. I bolt it shut. I even place an old bicycle in front of it inside the house. No one is getting in. But surely they won't come back. Busy myself with dinner. Busy myself with writing, with recording, with editing. Busy, busy, busy. Play music, put on a podcast, maybe someone funny or calming's YouTube channel, so that I can feel not so alone. But I wanted to be alone. That's why I came here, isn't it? 
Wasn't this my dream? Wasn't this my fantasy? So much so that I erased everything that came before it, with its anxieties, its furies, its social duties, its economic hardships, its painful realities. I forgot it all so that I could fulfill my dream of being nowhere and no one. Right? I found myself in bed again, looking up at the stars through the moonroof. For a moment, I let myself smile and close my eyes, thinking that I might drift off to sleep again. Maybe I'll have another dream of the city, of the beautiful monstrosity I sometimes am in my mind. I might just go to sleep. What? No. Please. No. No. I won't be afraid. I won't open the door. I won't. I can't hear you. I'm too busy singing a song that sounds familiar and yet not. Oh, it was only a dream, darling, only a dream. But you and me, we know that it was more than it seems. It's only a dream. It's only a dream. It's only a dream. Keep singing. Keep singing. Oh, I was deeply asleep, baby, deeply asleep. And I'll wake up in the morning in a different dream. Ah, I don't remember sleeping, but I must have because the sun is up. Thank goodness again for that. Move the bicycle, open the door. Footprints again. Who is it who is coming to my little house in the middle of the night? I don't like this. I am afraid. But the sun is up, and I can pretend for another little while that I am alone. That I am completely alone and safe here. And if I turn the volume up on the TV, or the podcast up on my phone, or the music up on my computer, maybe even all three at once, then I can imagine... I'm alone, but not in a scary way. And then night falls, as it always does, and I turn up the volume even more on everything, because the volume level is directly related to my level of fear. I lock the door. I bolt it shut. I place the bicycle in front of it. I place a heavy box in front of it, too. If someone breaks in, they'll have to stumble around and make a clamor, and I'll wake up with enough time to escape through the... the moonroof. The moonroof. I think it opens up. Maybe I know exactly what I need to do this night. The third night, which is when, in all of these stories that I think I dreamed I created in that other world I left behind, 
the dream world I've left in the dust in favor of this new dream come true, this tiny house in the middle of nowhere. This is the third night. Either this thing will get me, or I will get it. I turn off all the lights in my tiny house. I turn off every screen, every speaker. It is completely silent and completely still. I'm terrified. I open the little latch on the moon roof. I climb up and through. And I sit up top. And I wait. The first hour was the hardest because of how silent everything was. How desperately I wanted to grab my phone, but the light would signal my presence. How badly I wanted to put on a silly podcast, but the sound would give me away. I was truly alone here. Wrapped in a blanket, but cold and prepared to see who my nightly visitor was. Prepared to run into the hills if they made their way into my home. Prepared, but completely panicked at the depth of the silence, the darkness of the night. In a dream life, I wrote about how much I loved the night. But in truth, when you're alone in the middle of nowhere, it can be awful. But in the second hour, I realized it's actually not silent at all. It's full of little noises. Birds. Bats. Insects. Wind. And it's not that dark. The moon is huge and bright. And it lights up the clouds around it in a soft, cottony glow. And out here, the stars are infinite. And my wonder is so great that it pushes my fear aside. And I almost noticed too late the sound of footsteps. I looked down at the entrance of the tiny house, and I see someone. The lights are all out, and so I cannot make out much. Just the shape of someone in the darkness, someone walking slowly, carefully, maybe a little hesitantly, dragging their bare feet just a little. They seem to leave a trail behind them in the dirt. I did not notice this before, but perhaps I wasn't looking for it. They stop at the door and heave a great sigh. And then... Shh. Let's just wait. They're just... leaving. I don't believe it. It's the third night, isn't it? Doesn't that mean a, a confrontation? 
Doesn't there have to be? Slowly, they begin to walk away. And I think I hear, very, very faintly on the wind, weeping, sighing, laughing. What is it? I, I can't tell. I creep back into the house. I crawl into bed. I lock the moon roof. It's only a dream. It's only a dream. It's only a dream. Oh, it was only a dream, darling, only a dream. But you and me, we know that it was more than it seemed. The alarm with that song that I'm convinced isn't actually a song that's ever been on the radio before plays again. I must have fallen asleep. I don't remember, but I must have. The sun is out and bright. The birds sing. And I am relieved to have survived whoever visited me last night. I climb down the ladder. Move the box, move the bicycle, slide out the bolt, unlock the door. I will go out. And I will explore. And I will not let the sight of those footprints frighten me. I am safe here. I am safe alone. I am safe. I am alone. I open the door. Right in front of me. There she is. The one who came last night. The trail she left behind, like a snail, which I could barely see in the moonlight, was blood. She is soaked with it. It runs down her chin, her neck, her body, as though something clawed its way up and out of her throat. Her eyes are black, no yellow, no brown, like mine. She is smiling, her hand raised as though she were about to knock when I opened the door. I open my mouth to scream, but I stop when she mirrors the action, her own mouth opening to scream, even in its smile. How is it that I know she is afraid, too? But all I hear... When she opens her mouth, is that song, that song that I now know I have only heard in a dream, and it's pulling me, pulling me out of the dream. It's only a dream, it's only a dream. It's only a dream.
I was deeply asleep, baby, deeply asleep. And I'll wake up in the morning in a different Reach out for me in your fantasies Reach out in the name of your catastrophes Reach out to someone that your bleeding heart sees I'm reaching out to you with this melody You know it's alright to dream, darling Go on and dream but if we sing loud enough, it'll rip at the seams. And you can mend it if you like, you can sew it up tight. But it's where the rips and tears appear that let in the light. Baby, it's where the rips and tears appear that let in the light. It's where the rips and tears appear that let in the light. I am being pulled out of this dream. I am waking up into a different one. Back in my city. In the city. In the middle of the road. Cars blasting, but now moving at their usual speed. I look down and see the blood dripping from my hands and feet. I am shaking. Not in pain, though I feel that. And not in fear, though I feel that too. But in joy. Because I am back where I belong. I look around and I see others, just as I did last time, with their ripped open wounds and bleeding hearts and weeping eyes and smiling mouths. All of us together, a little less bloody than we were last week. I think one of them is singing a song. One of them is covered in paint. One of them pens behind his ears. One of them dancing her way down the sidewalk. We are healing. We are connecting. I will not run away. Not for a thousand tiny houses. Not for the purest forest, and not for the coldest, white-tiled basement. We are healing. This is how. I am not alone. You are not alone. 
We are just cups full of water from the same source. So if yours is empty, take some of mine. I'll get more from someone else. But I cannot do that if I escape into a dream of isolation again. I must not be afraid. I am glad I saw the Ace of Cups again. I am glad my tiny house in the middle of nowhere fantasy is just a dream. Life here is messy and painful and difficult and unfair. But we are here together. So it can also be full of love and compassion and beauty, too. Perhaps we need to stay and fight for it even harder, actually. I will. I will. I will. Good night. As you sleep, dream of whatever you like, my friends. And then, wake to an even greater dream. You will not be alone in either. everybody and welcome to episode 190 of On a Dark Cold Night. This is your host, writer, podcaster, composer, team of one, Kristen Zaza. How are you this week? Things are okay here. A little complicated, a little difficult, but I'm still focusing on joy and gratitude and rest amid that too. Most importantly, I'm thinking a lot about connection about the ways in which we are connected, as I said, to ourselves, to each other, to the universe, to whatever you choose to call it or to believe in. I'm still thinking about honesty and the role it plays in that connection, thinking about compassion, thinking about ways we can change our world for ourselves and each other instead of just abandoning it for isolated individual fantasies. Thinking about it anyway. Thank you for joining me in this. I would like to thank everyone who supports the show on a monthly basis via Patreon. I'm very grateful for your continued support, my friends. Everyone who supports the show via Patreon at the $1 a month tier receives access to my complete soundtrack, And listeners who pledge $5 or more a month get that, as well as a monthly tarot reading video I upload for every full moon. We had a full moon in Libra over the last weekend, and I uploaded a video for that. So if you're interested, check it out. You can learn more at patreon.com slash darkcoldnight. If you'd prefer to donate one time only without those perks, you can donate the price of one or more metaphorical coffees to the show through coffee.com. Learn more at ko-fi.com slash darkcoldnight. And we have t-shirts and hoodies available to buy at bonfire.com slash on-a-dark-cold-night. 
I'd also love it if you left a rating and review for On a Dark Cold Night on iTunes or wherever else you like to rate and review podcasts. You can also support the show by following me on social media. I'm on Twitter at A Dark Cold Night, Instagram at Dark Cold Night Podcast, or on my Facebook and YouTube pages just called On a Dark Cold Night, or on TikTok at Kristen Zaza. Thank you again for joining me. I want to continue thinking about ways we can help heal ourselves and each other and the world through connection, expression, and creation. I think something important to start with is the knowledge that we cannot solve everything ever. We cannot eliminate all suffering or pain or injustice. But we can do our part where we can. We have to try. We have to keep trying. Stay strong. Stay true. Stay with us. All of us. Good night, my friends. Sweet dreams. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar.